2: Control modes. Use Real Friends for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech.
1: Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to
2: play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
0: T- hey, 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 t-
2: hey, 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 testing recording? one, two, three, I'm recording, recording. testing I'm recording. one, two, three, this is my level.
3: <clears throat>
2: Hi, everybody. How are you? I'm excited for this show. How are we all feeling about uh, the live show? We've only done this from our own homes. I've done this whole podcast, the entire thing. We started the day lockdown, if you guys recall, mm-hmm. the day mm-hmm. lockdown started in 2019, mm-hmm. we started this podcast. 2020. And I've done almost every episode from this office. And uh, now we're going to switch to doing it in front of a whole lot of people. I'm a little nervous. I don't know how you guys are feeling. A
3: little anxiety, anxiety Tommy, for sure.
2: For sure. I'm stoked. I'm (laughs)
3: stoked. Also excited. excited. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm just
1: glad we rented out a room, a live room. And all we're gonna do is put a computer screen up on stage for you guys right now. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So you can watch
2: us talk. I don't think people would be very happy with that, Donald. You don't think so? I think, you know, I was trying to fall asleep last night and I was so I was kind of nervous and anxious. And I was like, You're not anxious, you're excited. You know, that's a, a good distinction. You know, sometimes you feel anxiety and and you can zoom out on yourself and go, wait, I'm not really. It's not anxiety, it's excitement. Like, I can't mm-hmm. wait to go entertain everyone and be funny.
1: Yeah. Be you know, it, the the anxiety is, what are we going to talk about? But we've been talking about it for, like, the past two, three <laughs> years. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, like, I feel
2: like we have so much stuff to do in the show. The show is... Jam-packed with, with ideas. I had another idea last night that could be what? really funny. Oh. What's
3: up? Listening.
2: Well, I can say this because this will air after the live show, but my friend Preston is in town, and he's singing Javert. He's playing Javert in the touring company of Les Rob. Oh, wow. <laughs> and he's they're going to be in Seattle. Fuck, dude, come on. Let's go. Just listen. listen. I'm already in. <laughs> listen, he he said he's going to take a personal day and try and come to the show, So then, I had this whole plan. This so we don't have time for this, but my plan was that I would we could come up with some system where we act like we put a bunch of random names from people in the audience into one uh, hat, and we put a bunch of skill sets into another hat, and we're gonna randomly pick it. And so Preston is a plant, right? So first we go, okay, Mister Preston Boyd, and he Preston could act the shit out of this, be like, yeah, "Yeah, that's me, that's me. I'm, I'm not. And then we randomly act like we're randomly picking a skill set out, and we go. You're going to sing a song from Lame as Rob. And he's like, what? I can't sing. What he's you talking Get up here on stage, uh. Preston. <laughs> and then he comes up on stage and he starts tentatively. We have the piano player for I our song. I fucking
1: dare you to pull that this. is the old so church so trick. And then he let's fucking sings. Let's do the church. Freaking heal this child Yes, yeah, so it's like a church trick. healer, but, yeah, but it's Javert. let's do this shit. Let's do it. Let's do it. Should we do it? <laughs> I think we should but do it. But the best part—the best is the part reveal, would be you the,
2: the best part. The best, Donald. The best part would be if he started off like kind of tentative and he's nervous, and the audience is like, "Come on, you got this!" Right. And then he goes into full fucking Javert mode. That would be great. I think we'd do it. That would be a showstopper do right it. there.
1: I think we would do it and see what happens. All right. Here
2: Donald, are you worried about being too high? Is that something that's crossed your mind at all?
1: No, I'm actually using this as a way to.
2: Can't think of the thought?
1: No, I can I'm just trying to think of a, a, a nicer way of saying it, you fucking dick lick. Let Honestly. me
2: know when you finish thinking of the
1: thought. How about this? I'm trying to think of a way to uh, say it without sounding like I'm trying to, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to get off the weed. Uh, but that's pretty much what I'm going to do.
2: <laughs> but I don't Started believe you.
3: for the live show in two days?
1: Yeah, I'm going to be sweating like a fucking... But listen, I have a question. Since
2: you do the podcast stoned every time, don't you think you should match your vibe by being high as a kite? Don't
1: you think you should eat these balls, Zach? Oh, oh no.
3: Okay, oh Okay.
2: No. well, let me hit that button. Where is it? Eat these balls, Zach? Eat these balls, Zach. Eat, 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 eat these let me balls, do me, man, Zach.
1: How about this? How about this? How about you let me do me? I you, let do me you do you. I'm just you. a little
2: concerned, if I'm honest with you, that we're going to get out there in front of 2,000 people and you're going to be like... Yo, I got too high. And then, and then you're going to panic. <laughs> Has that ever happened? No, you don't seem to, you don't seem to have a, a peak of, of ganja where you go, you know what? That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> there's a peak. Hanging out with Snoop
1: Dogg, there's a peak. That's a wrap.
2: So what do you think you're going to feel when we walk out to PIMP and then you see 2,000 people on three levels? What are you going to feel? I'm going to feel like a motherfucking P-I-M-P. He, it's all right, know. let's do it. Let's do it. That's straight
1: up. Look, like just think about it, man. Like, All right, I once did a concert in Madison Square Garden.
2: I know, you've told us this.
1: You know that feeling? I don't. Two 2,000 people is a lot. I played basketball in front of 18,000 people before. And then when they told me afterwards 18,000 people were there, that's when I was like, holy shit, wow. But we know going into this, we fucking... We packed the house. It's sold out. Mm-hmm. For those of you trying to get in right now, you're going to have to get a scalp ticket because we packed the house. We did it.
2: And for Yo, those of you uh, planning on bum-rushing Donald, don't worry, we have security. Yeah. We got security. <laughs> Yo,
1: not only that, we got security.
2: Uh, Daniel, have you started working on your uh, your remix tracks of uh, the Scrubs musical? Oh, yes. Musical? Yeah.
4: Oh, yes. How those sound? Well, it's, you know, it's less of a remix and more of a live performance. It's more about having right. everything prepared to do something fun with the song.
2: You know what else I thought you could do that the audience might like is if you worked in to I, your To Listen, all I do, I, can't, I have insomnia, so all I do is think of ideas for the live show. Hit, hit but me. I thought you could work in some of the key sound bites from the mixer into one of your mix. Whoa. So you could be like. What you trying to and get you, into like, what day or soon? Or what
4: you trying to do?
2: Right? I like that one.
4: I love it. I'll, you know what? I'll see what I can get on my uh, on the get, maybe get a third deck for just some samples and then just drop some stuff in there. Well,
2: I'm bringing this soundboard, so if you want to use it during your set, you can. I'll rent it to you.
3: <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate are
1: we recording everything. this now? Now that we're sold out, are we recording this at all? Well,
2: yes, yeah, yeah. so we're recording yeah. it to
1: you're eventually
3: everything. No, but are we
1: recording it uh, to put up? Yeah. On the
3: in the podcast feed. Yes, yeah, as good. our
1: pod, out of our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Eventually.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Eventually. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's really good to know. Everybody's gonna get a chance to experience. Everybody'll hear.
2: And what's great is that we're gonna mic the audience, uh, yes. so they'll hear the audience um, laughing and singing and the whole thing.
1: What if they're like? What if they're like? You know? Wow. Came all this way. Gotta say, not that impressed. Oh, my God. That would never happen. That. No one. that. Well, heard. it's happened to us before. That's
2: why you got to bring it. Right, that's, that's why you got to bring it, bro. Oh, so Mark, my sister, had a funny idea, you guys, for the live show. And I'm not spoiling this because this won't air until after we do the live show. Right, right. Well Yes, it mm-hmm.
4: is. very mm-hmm. true.
2: So we can act mm-hmm. like, wow, guys, the live show went amazing.
4: <laughs> 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 Wasn't it so
2: much fun. What a great show. <laughs> we killed really it. it. When
1: you did that thing that you did with the oh, thing. God. Yeah, and everybody was like, whoa. And I <laughs> yeah. was like, yo, I knew he and had it in it. him. We killed
2: it, guys. We killed it. <laughs> yeah,
1: so it, was, it was fire. No,
2: but here's seriously, here's a funny thing that Mark came up with. All right, so when Donald and I are singing, everything comes down to poo, mm-hmm. there's a few people that sing in the song with us. And I, uh, Mark said, why don't you have Joelle and Daniel go out into the audience and pick people like to sing those, they'll have a lyric sheet, because we need someone to sing um, I, my, what are the lines, Donald? My something something. A uh, homeless guy threw poo in poo. my eyes. Check the poo. Mine are
1: his. I was shot. Check the poo. poo. A yeah. homeless guy threw, threw poo, poo in my eyes. eyes. Check, Check the, poo. the poo. Mine are his. First, First him, his, then you. you. Yeah. It may, may seem I All right,
2: wait, don't waste it, baby. It may makes... Save your voice for Saturday. But listen, I don't you think that could be funny? Like, if we pick... I think there's three different people that sing in the audience and then they can participate in the in the singing of the song.
3: What yeah, if we okay. divided the audience into three different sections, right? And we're like, okay, balcony, you got, this is on you. You know what I mean? And then that way everyone can participate. Okay, that's
2: clever. It's just that they're not like, they're just quick lines though. They're like, yeah. they're like. Well, Bill, I was thinking Bill, sorry, not a spoiler because the show has already He's happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bill could, uh, our surprise guest Bill could do the Mike Schwartz part, Donald, which was the. A no, homeless guy, poo guy my threw out.
1: poo in my eye. Yeah. Check but there's the also.
2: Poo. Um, my Mine stom- are his. One of the other lines, one of them's like, My stomach hurts. Check, Check the poo. The poo. I was shot. I was shot. Wow, you have a good memory. Yeah. I was shot. Check so we, the poo. So, yeah, that's a good idea. We could have the whole balcony yell, I was shot.
3: <laughs> that's, my eye. that's so great
2: that's yeah. clever all right we're gonna have to orchestrate that because that's funny are you gonna yeah. say a curly or a letter j or are you gonna do no but i think it was a good discussion with bill lawrence to talk about how the only one of the only things that's ever been censored from scrubs in scrubs history was a curly or a letter j yeah <laughs> my God. Look at you in your animation room. He looks like, the the audience can't see, but his camera looks like he's set up to do an interview uh, at at ILM. Like (laughs) he's He's an animator with the the animation studio in the background. Looks like you got a new set piece there, Donald. Got a bunch of new set pieces. You You know, another
1: man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm.
2: Where did you get this rock formation? Stupid
1: Buddy Studios is getting rid of some of their... Shall I say stuff?
2: Yeah,
1: and uh, you know <laughs> they had to get it, throw it. They were going to either throw it out or somebody was going to take it. And guess who was that somebody who took it?
2: Me. Well, I bet you'll take all of their set pieces they want to throw away, especially if, if they I prefer- had
1: the space. That that warehouse would be mine if I had the space, but I don't have the space.
2: So, so you just took selective things. You took selective rock- things,
1: things that I think that I that I think I'm going to use, things that I you know intend on using. There's always that, the intention of using. Mm, right.
2: How's that bong rip that you took feeling? Are you feeling it? Not yet. I think I should take another one. Okay, do it. <laughs>
3: as
4: long as you show
2: bong. Luxury. Yeah, show the bong oh,
4: this time. Show bong. Do you want me to show yeah. bong? Yeah. I'll show you a bong. It's, it's legal. You're in, bong. Of, you're in the state of <gasps>
1: California. state of California. You're enjoying your medicine. Yeah. how beautiful this one is. What's I on like it looks that. Like like is it like
3: castles? It's you know. like.
1: Skulls and it's like Mayan writing on it and stuff like how that. Let's see how you do it.
2: Come on, okay. let's you see how you do it. it. You want to see? You want to see yeah. how I do it? Yeah. How you yeah. do it? I'm we want to see. I'm not going to show you
1: how I do. Why my are
2: weed, you? <coughs> we finally progressed to Donald just ripping bong hits on the show. Best <laughs> part about an audio medium. I can't believe how much weed I smell in L.A. I don't even want to smell it anymore. I walk <laughs> down the, the street <laughs> and smell.
1: You want to talk about? Oh, smelling smoke? Smell right, like
2: no. Sheesh! No, I know. Walking down the street in Lower Manhattan is just like it's just all you smell.
1: I mean, no, no, I, that wasn't a pun. Like for real, like because of the Canadian wildfires. Oh, you talking let's about just time, oh. let's just timeline this moment real quick for everyone out there. When when you listen to this show later on, because you're catching up. At this point, New York looks like freaking uh, Blade Dude? Runner two point whatever that shit was with Ryan Gosling and Harrison yeah, Ford. Whatever in the yeah. future in in vegas when that yeah. shit was just straight up haze yeah. that's what new york looks like right I now
2: know. i'm know, i headed there too
1: she well
2: if your plane can make it through uh, i don't think they've stopped planes they've um, delayed a couple of flights anyway after seattle i'm going so hopefully it's gone by then. all right let's let's get back to the show um so how how are you guys doing? Are you excited? What's happening, Joelle? Are you gonna have your Hi. hair did? Daniel, are you gonna have your hair did? I'm gonna I might need to get a little touch up.
4: I'm definitely we'll getting a haircut. Uh, this all this is gonna be cleaned up for uh, Friday. Nice, nice. Or Saturday I, rather.
3: I'm bringing out the Diana Ross hair, just nice. very big. Love sure. it. Uh, because it's my favorite type of hair. It's so much fun. Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you, as you'll see in this recording, I have been on my phone. More than any other time in my entire existence, <laughs> every two seconds it's a vocal or a text or an email or another ask, which is totally fine. It's all going toward like a lot of love in the show, mm-hmm. but oh my God, it's been. Oh, I'm like, oh, this is yeah. why they call you an executive producer. This right. is this <laughs> yeah. is the work. Well, right Joelle, here. it's
2: good training for you because I imagine Heck one day yeah. you're going to be producing big TV shows and big movies. Right. And, running uh, shows, running. Yeah. You
1: know yeah. what
2: I mean, all of these. I'm things manifesting. Are in yes, Donald and I are manifesting you being a showrunner. Uh, My
3: little heart, thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> so uh, this is all
2: good practice for you because this is all the mishigas you have to deal with.
3: It's it has been a really good education, and so far, making shit happen.
4: Hell yeah. Right. Dicey, really but are.
3: it's happening. So Joe's
4: making that's
2: all matters. And yes. Joe Lamartine is a great partner, I imagine. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's really on Oh, my it.
3: gosh. Joe's incredible. Like, very on it. Very supportive in a way that doesn't feel either pushy or take over. Like, it's always, like, considering where you're at. But also, like, how do we get to this next? It's wonderful.
2: Great team. He's very zen. I love him. hmm Kerry Brothers my friend uh, for my birthday got me a a drone a little mm-hmm. mini drone. Oh. Wow. Okay. And I love it. It's, it's the so cool. coolest present. Now,
1: these are the things. this is the these are I have a couple of questions for you.
2: Go ahead, I can answer. I know else.
1: you love it. I know one of the answers is I love it because it's flying.
2: It's flying. It's flying two things I love. Flying and cameras combined and cameras. into one thing. Right.
3: Okay, yeah. And uh, also I,
2: I was a big RC uh, kid when I was a I, I, I didn't when know I was that. a kid, yeah, okay. I did not know that.
1: okay. Yeah. so what are your intentions? Are your intentions to use it in film and, you know, create really unique shots with a drone?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Are your intentions to race it because it does no, seem like it's it. pretty fast. No, I'm um, not going to race
2: it. Um, that's a, um, uh, When I'm in a professional environment, like— Modern crew,
1: warfare? Like, what are your intentions?
2: When I—not um, in modern warfare. In a professional <laughs> environment, I, I've always hired a professional guy because, of course, you need the best person to get the best shots. There's really cool drone shots in a good person. There's drone shots in Wish I Was Here. I love professional drone operators who know their shit. And a good person, we we had a drone that flew the Alexa Mini, which is the main camera we use for the film, which is just incredible. It's a giant drone. So for me, it's just fun. Um, I would imagine I'll take it on vacation. I'm going on vacation in the beginning of July uh, to the beach, and I think I'll bring it and mess around with it over the water and in the beach. But for me, it's just fun to play with it because these drones have come such a long way. You know when I first started playing with them you really had to gain a, a lot of strong skill set to be able to just even keep it hovering now <clears throat> these DJI drones have come such a long way that they're just using all the GPS saddle, satellites and they just it just hovers if you don't touch it it just sits there it'll hover in place in perfect position for a half hour that's awesome Do you
1: remember where all of this shit started when all of this shit started do you remember when the guys on Scrubs, like in the camera department and in the grip department and the electric department, yeah, got those helicopter?
2: Type yeah, they things? got into uh, those were those uh, those were those helicopters with they had two different sets of blades. Yeah. Was that
1: right? Yeah, it pretty much kind of the same thing. And they they were got obsessed. Just, yeah, just trying to steady it and move it yeah. around and all of that stuff. Yeah. And now here we are, twenty five years, twenty something years later, and I bet you. If they did master those things or if they, you know, those guys would be drone pilots in, uh, the, in the entertainment industry. Well,
2: it's just, you know, the biggest barrier to entry is being able to hover something. So what these drones have taken that out of the equation because the, the computer is just hovering it on its own. Mm-hmm. It will it literally just sit there perfectly still until the battery runs out. And so now you, now the skill set to learn is being able to move it and, 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 and fly it and not lose it and not fly it into a tree, obviously. But, um, but it's taken the hardest part back when, when Donald was talking about when we used to fly these little uh, tiny RC copters. That was the hardest part. It's taken that out. So anyone can just – you could literally – I could teach you in five minutes how to fly it around your yard, and it's so fun. Are
1: helicopters pretty much the same thing?
2: No, I don't I'm, I don't really know what's happening with RC helicopters because everyone who's into that has just gone into drones because right. drones are just so fucking cool. I'm sure there's I, some people I feel who like are still-
1: drones are the wave of the future. Like that's the flying car. I know you're on Instagram and I know you're on TikTok and Twitter. You see these motherfuckers taking those big ass drones and standing on top of them and flying around like fucking uh, uh the Green Goblin in Spider-Man.
2: I've seen that, but more impressive is the fucking jetpack guys. Have you seen those guys? Yeah, they're
1: bugging, man, flying by planes and stuff like that. Like, I saw, well, Why go notes- to the airport? If you're going to do that shit, why fly by the airport? Like, Why be the fucker that's like, you know what? I'm just going to go fuck with the
2: pilots right now. No, no, I don't think that's a thing. That guy would be arrested. I, the guy I saw was- He was, did it
4: like five times or some shit like that, didn't he? I honestly think that's like an FAA clearance thing. Like I think you actually had to be in an airport. If uh, that's just a guess, but well, no, I saw a guy who I think
2: was military from some country doing a a a demonstration of it, and he was showing how he could go from a ship to another ship and intercept it, land on it, and it was fucking amazing. I mean, it was seriously Iron Man. Like now,
1: we watch the news a lot in this house, like CBS News. What up, Gail? What up, Tony? What up, Nate? (laughs)
2: Are you giving a shout, shout out to out. Gail? Yeah, shout out. Tony? Shout out, Gail. <laughs> uh, I think when the bondings are no, done look, live on the so air, look, uh, but look, it's not a
4: but good check idea. this out.
1: But check yeah. this out. Um, I saw they, it, it, but in the morning, CBS News in LA, there was a guy that was flying by the airports oh. all the time and flying by pilots.
2: Oh, unauthorized.
1: Unauthorized oh, wow. in a
2: jetpack. That's a bad idea. That's yeah, crazy. man. They must have got him. Shall we get into the show, Don? Why don't you count us in? Five, six, seven, eight. Here's some stories
4: about a show we made about a bunch of doctors and nurses in a general
2: Okay, my absence. Now, listen. I understand that you're going to say that I'm biased because I'm not in this episode, and neither is Neil Flynn. But I want you to honestly tell me if you laughed at anything in the show.
1: I laughed at myself.
3: <laughs> you were funny.
1: I laughed at myself. I laughed at myself with freaking uh, with the Gooch with Gooch. That should have me rolling when he told Gooch that it was his first kid. Yeah. I thought that yeah. shit was hilarious. And then she wrote the song, which was very funny.
2: The song was cute. She's so lovable, that Kate, huh?
1: Amazing. That was such a great grab. You know, I mean, I don't know if we should tell the audience, but uh, I'm having construction in my house, and last week's episode was supposed to actually be Shay Serrano. But because of the construction, I couldn't find a quiet place in my in my house to uh, to do the show. And so we had to reschedule it. And Kate wound up being the guest and she really did save the day man she was such a great guest man I was yeah. thinking about that uh before we uh did the show today I was like wow you know that was that was such a good episode and she did such a great job and it was really good having her on
2: I agree I agree it made me want to be more proactive with reaching out to these guest stars because uh, sometimes it's just tricky to coordinate but I thought Kate was such a good uh, addition and also she was able to sing some of her songs which was so nice
1: yeah. But she's back on in, in this episode, which is really yeah, cool, Yeah, she's too. back.
2: All right, so we'll get into the episode. Um, I, I just I thought it was a hot mess, to be honest. And uh, listen, I can laugh my ass off at other people, but I did not understand what was going on in this episode. Okay, so uh, directed by John Putch. Um, well, and, you were still uh, in the show, bud. I'm just telling you, I was just watching this episode being like, what is going on in this episode? There's not a lot that goes on. Your whole storyline is that you're pregnant with the second <laughs> child? Uh, Carla is, and no one cares because it's the second child, not the first. That's your storyline, and it's a big storyline.
1: Well, that's kind of how it is. Wilder goes through shit like this. You know what I mean?
2: You know. So uh, when you're telling me when Casey was pregnant with Wilder, uh, no one cared that dude. Guys- There's
1: like, like Google doesn't even have Wilder listed as Casey's child. Casey's listed as having two children. Rocco Faison and then there's like some mystery child. Like for real, like that's like how it is. You know what I mean? It's, this is this is legit. Like you know, uh it's 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 interesting when you have your second child with someone. It's always it's always uh looked at well you did it already.
2: So you're saying, no, I'm not talking about being in the public eye and Google. I'm saying in your life, when you in your life, when everyone you announced like, to people that you were uh, having a second child uh, with Casey, no one cared? They
1: cared, but it wasn't, of course they care. Everyone cares, but it's not like the first time where everybody jumps around and is excited for you. And, you know, can't, you know, you guys did it and, you know, it, it, it it's it's a way different experience the first time than it is the second time. The second time, it's more of a, a, a way to go, congratulations.
2: Okay, well, you know, I can't speak to that and neither can my my other two uh, friends on here. So Joe uh, Cox says that Joe is a joke. Um, we meet Sonia slash Sonny, played by Sonia Day, who's a new intern. Cox has a patient that he calls a potato because he – Mr. Fan Cone, I believe is his name, and he just hasn't – he's been in a coma for a very long time, and Cox acts like he's totally given up on him, and he doesn't want to be bothered with anything related to what he calls this potato. Elliot Shampoo – That was kind
1: of rude. I thought that was – probably. I thought Cox was just as rude as Joe is, and for him to call Joe a joke – and then to do the whole potato thing was a contradiction also i was like i don't know about this moment right here i don't know how any of the interns can take him seriously after he said she had the bedside manner she had horrible bedside manner and then he goes into a whole rant about how someone's a potato yeah and it how does... you handle, and how you handle it is by putting sour cream and chives and if you're in the mood for some protein sprinkle a little bacon on it.
2: Yeah. He does seem really cold here. I mean, he buys it back later um when he reveals that he relies on Carla to be the one who who isn't as as cold about this. But it does seem even out of character for Cox because we know one of the main things about Cox is he loves his patients more than anything. He's a tough guy, but he he'll do anything for his patients. And then and here he is opening the show, talking about doesn't want to be bothered with the guy who's in a coma.
1: I didn't mind the episode. I was, I thought it was clever that they found a way to get you on the in the show without having your having you appear, but having your voice still do the voiceover. They still found a way to wrap it up with the voiceover at the end too, which I thought was kind of clever. Like there are a couple of more. I get it. You know, you're not in it. I feel the same way about the shit that I'm not in. You know, I didn't laugh as much. I I felt like, you know, hey, Zach's not in it. This doesn't feel right.
2: Uh, listen, I wouldn't. I, I promise but I you. I feel
1: like this is where the attempt where Bill was like, well, hmm, maybe we could do a show without Zach. Yeah, if, it was. If like, you know, the longevity thing, because around this time, you were definitely saying out loud. Dude, I don't know if I can do this anymore.
2: Yeah, I was ready to 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 leave the show and I think the show was coming to a natural end. And uh this does feel like a test case for uh what's the show like without JD? Uh I know that Neil maybe maybe Neil too because I think Neil announced that he was going to leave in, uh as well at the end of 8. Um so and and listen, I'm not I really I know it sounds like Like, I'm just saying I didn't like it because I'm not in it. That's not true. I love all of these hilarious actors on the show. I just think that this one was a little mad. That's all I'm saying. There's also not a single fantasy, which is an interesting thing, because it's pretty rare that a Scrubs episode has no fantasies. But the guy with the fantasies isn't in the show. So I guess Bill could have rationalized that somehow.
1: I feel like the show was relying on the comedy and the outrageousness of the characters to survive without the fantasy at this moment it was really interesting that there was no fantasy but there was a lot of like weird things that you know the gooch hiding behind the the you know they tried to make it so that you know ted was hiding the gooch perfectly behind him so every time there was a reveal she could have her cute little wave there were different ways to try and still be quirky and stuff it just wasn't it just wasn't the same show. It definitely isn't the same. I just, it was the same show.
2: I just don't understand the storylines. It's like the storylines are are literally Elliot is completely obsessed with JD and can't be with, without him for two seconds. Which is trying to like, set
1: up this, that they love each other.
2: I know, but it just feels out of character this even is, for Elliot. Like, JD's gone and she's so. Well, you remember how she was with Keith when Keith wasn't around? No, I forgot. What was she like when Keith was She was the
1: same there? way. I don't remember that. Look. I'm just saying she's she's they're trying to set up that she's head over heels in love with this guy and that he's head over heels in love with him. And this is a great way to set it up also by removing one of them. And they've removed her before, but he has Turk. You know what I mean? Now they remove they remove him and she has she's so in love that, you know. Well, and Carla's going through some really awesome stuff, too. You know what I mean? And. She gets the response that she wanted with the jump around. I don't know, man. I just feel like I feel like yeah. I get it. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like the same show, but it definitely pushed the story forward.
2: I just want to list to you what the show's about. (laughs) All right. Turk's excited that he and Carla are going to have their second baby, and no one's excited. Elliot is obsessed with JD because he's gone. Carla, uh, I don't know. She she's feeling. She's
1: missing something. She's. Look, she's—I don't know—that—that I, I, that I didn't understand either. She has—she's having a kid. I got the fact that she uh, she wanted that old feeling of being needed and wanted at the hospital, and then when she did get that, she turned her back on it because she has other things going on, like she's having a baby. And you're absolutely right as far as saying the dots don't necessarily connect, but some of them really do connect. Like the one that you're taught, the one that you're kind of poo-pooing on with Elliot. It's just setting up for you guys getting married and engaged and all of that stuff. That's Mm -hmm. what it's really setting up. It's setting up that she's so in love that even – and that you're so in love that even when you're not there, you two are thinking of each other.
2: All right. Well, let's talk through it more. Elliot – there's a whole bit about Elliot shampooing with beer. Everyone thinks that she's drunk, but it's just because she's now shampooing with beer. That's weird. For some reason. And then she – I missed what the setup was, but she reveals that – the dress that she's wearing only looks good without a bra. And if she gets cold, it looks like she's smuggling candy corns. And then she gets cold. And then she gets cold and she has to run out because her nipples get hard. Yeah. I didn't I didn't really track what was happening there. I mean, I liked Sarah talking about her hard nipples, but that's all I heard.
3: I think they were suggesting weirdly that she was getting turned on by this woman talking about her like fifty year relationship with her husband. Because really? Yeah, because later the blonde intern is like, yeah, I was kind of getting Randy in there, too. And then she talks about wanting to screw the big dude. It was a weird episode.
4: <laughs> I'm glad you finally
2: weighed in on it being a weird episode. So, so it doesn't sound like I'm the only one. who's <laughs> no.
1: like, I'm not saying that this isn't a weird episode. I'm saying it definitely feels out of place. Um, but I'm also saying it definitely pushes the needle forward. With this story that we keep getting caught up on,
2: okay, I don't know how it pushes anything forward. What does it push forward? That, that Sarah, that Elliot's in love with JD. That doesn't need any pushing forward.
1: Well, yeah, it kind of does because it's a diff, it's a huge shift in story. That I don't know. The first time it happened, it felt way more believable. Now this time, I don't even remember how it happened or where it happened. It just somehow in this in this season they're in love. You know what I mean?
2: I mean, I don't remember either. And even when they're like together in the hospital, they they seem like, you know, obviously they're in love and they're a good couple. But this is like, because he's gone for some reason, they're like obsessively codependent, texting each other every second. That's not like, that's not them. Do they ever say where JD is? No, he's just off.
3: Oh God, they do. He's at another hospital.
2: well. Seeing Joel.
3: somebody. They have like a goofy name for the patient. And it sounds like maybe JD is consistently seeing this person offsite, but it wasn't. 100 percent clear on that either.
2: I'm gonna find if they're like if, if they're like Sacred Heart has a new contract where each doctor has to appear disappear for a week at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I should've. laughs> um, okay, so Joe needs action. We learn that Joe is horny,
1: but only and, likes but only likes action from large fellows. Large fellows, because and 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 Elliot feels the same way because they are. Grateful and are willing to do kinky things.
2: Well, I don't know about that, but Joe really That's what a, she said. Well, she's very interested in larger uh fellas, and every time they she work sees hard. Them, she gets all yeah, she says they work hard at it, and she sees she gets all worked up. She keeps spotting uh, bigger guys in the cafeteria and uh and getting all riled up. Ted and Gucci are a couple, and Ted is taking it upon himself to to go around and find anyone that said he would never have a girlfriend and point out that he does now and her name is Gooch.
1: By revealing her
2: every time. Scrubs Wiki had a little something on this. Uh, You'll be happy to know. Uh, Ted mentions that Gooch is his first girlfriend. However, earlier in the series, it's mentioned that he used to have a wife. And (laughs) he also mentions having a junior high girlfriend in season four, explaining to Janitor um that he got his girlfriend in junior high by getting her best friend to like him by posing as her dad so she could rent a car <laughs> 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 See that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Gosh, I'm glad we're not doing this episode for the live show because I, I I wouldn't have. I wouldn't so have that's, enough.
1: That that would be interesting because this is what would have fallen on the. I know you're right. We'd have to go. By the way, enjoy.
2: people, anyone who asked us why we why we reverted to doing the musical, it's because we don't want to do a. Hour hour and a half live show in front of two thousand people and not have it be an episode that we know is one of our favorites and that we know we can talk about in a funny way. Like Donald's right, this is one the one that would have fallen on on mm-hmm. on the live show and we both would have been like, uh,
1: so so what else? What anybody else? need what us what else? to uh, fix your life?
2: Yes. Do any of the, <laughs> do any of you people need to have your life fixed? Oh, Wait, by the way, we could, could do a guys? fix your life. This show is getting going to get too long, but I mean, we could also do a fix your life.
4: We
3: could we could definitely do one. We got the theater
2: for Did you guys practice the songs? We're going to practice on the day uh, on Saturday. Okay. Donald and I Donald and I have Donald and I know them, but we're going to have lyric sheets um and then um we have a rehearsal with the piano player um right. on on Saturday.
3: Okay, cool. Great.
2: So what Joelle's idea is Donald is that each of the audiences is going to be each of the sections of the audience. There's three tiers. Hmm. So they could each be given a line. So I think tier 1 I That's think the, the balcony
1: should start with no. Where do you think they'll be the loudest?
2: The orchestra is the biggest, I
1: think. Where do you I think they'll know. be the loudest? Where do you balcony? think they'll be the balcony is right?
3: almost always the loudest. Mm. Yeah. So
1: don't you think More we hard. should start with the loudest first to, to set the tone?
3: No, you should end with the loudest so you can okay. build to them. So
1: we no? We'll start with the so we start with the orchestra. Hey, Miss Miller, Roy? we just need a stool sample. And then they're going to sing Why do, Why you, do you need a stool sample if you just you think, think I'm a man? Okay. Cuz the answer's not okay. in your head, my dear. dear. It's, it's in, in your, butt. your
2: butt. And then see? there's And then there's the other lines and then we can have Bill do the Mike Schwartz line. Yeah. Okay. We got to figure that out on Saturday, Yes. Guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more of the show.
0: Can I rant for a sec? Please. This
2: show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud And we're back.
1: This is the first episode where we actually do deal with uh, death this season. To be
2: honest with you, it's not really even dealt with. She just dies, and no one. She died,
1: and but also uh, the guy on life support too.
2: Since we started this season, we've
1: been talking about how, or at least I have. I've been reminding you how wholesome ABC has been, and how nobody's died, and how uh you know everything's always wrapped up in a bow this is the first episode where somebody does die and so or and uh uh we don't even it's not even dealt with it's just dismissed like it was nothing
3: yeah
2: yeah all we know about her is that she was Kelso's friend oh and that sets off a conversation about how she died because she was with her husband for over 50 years and when he died she didn't last much longer which which then makes Kelso confront Elliot. What is that whole Kelso pep talk? I didn't even understand what was going on there.
1: Well, he's just explaining. Yeah, I didn't understand what it was about. I don't know why Kelso gets into the whole she died because, I mean, maybe Elliot wanted her to fight, and she thought she had a lot of fight in her and that it was just pneumonia, and that's something that she could come back from, but she didn't. Yeah. It's it's such we had, you know, the penis doctor on and we talked to the penis doctor about how, you know, what happens, is it because we get older and these things happen, or is it because statistically this you know, because we're older statistically things are gonna hit us? But I didn't understand the reason for Kelso saying
2: Well, I think it is a very common thing that uh I, I agree it is that, a common couples thing. Couples that have big been, been together forever, one dies and the other one doesn't last much longer because they sort of feel like their their reason for being is gone or or just the grief at that age. I mean my father was, you know, didn't last much longer after my sister passed away. Uh you know, it it I think loss and grief at a certain age uh you know, it can 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 expedite your your demise. You know. Well, I
1: definitely, you know, I definitely feel like mood is your mood definitely determines your health eventually.
2: Yeah, I agree. And uh, but I, I think it's it's a it's a well it's a known thing that couples that have been together a very long time will uh will sometimes pass soon after one another.
1: Right. And I understand that, but I didn't understand what the purpose was. Yeah, I didn't
2: understand what he was telling Elliot about. Yeah. And then Elliot what does she do? She she like she then she says like, "Well, I'm not going to be I'm not going to just die after J, if JD were to die, I'm not that reliant.
1: Well, no, then he says, I know you're full of shit because you texted him to see if he texted you back. And did he? And she's like, yeah, he did. And she's like, he's like, that's what I thought.
2: She feels like she's being called out for being so in love. And she's sort of embarrassed because he's, he seems to be teasing her. But then... But then his message isn't teasing her, right? He's I I just I don't I, I'm just conf- I thought it was I, it convoluted. Was very, yeah, it was Joelle, very. Joel, do you understand what was happening there? It's it. It's like he's teasing her about it, but then when she's like embarrassed, he's saying no. That's that's normal. I don't know. I I didn't understand what was going on there. Um, I wanted to that,
1: understand. I really wanted to understand. But then after the scene was over, I was like, huh?
2: Maybe this, this may have been a week where Bill was on forced hiatus as well. Mm-hmm. Ted's um, sperm doesn't have any tails. Uh, He says they're just blobs that roll from place to place. (laughs) That made me laugh. I laughed. It's
1: the first-time dad song.
2: Yeah. Uh, Kate's song about being a first-time dad, which is a lie, because you're not a first-time dad. You lied to her. Yes. So there's this intern who says I need help with this comatose patient. No one's going to be here. That's Sonny. And, uh, and Cox says, no way am I going to be here. I'll leave it to Carla. And then Carla surprisingly doesn't do what she always does and, and hang around even if her shift is over. She goes home. And Cox is like, what the fuck? And he races to her house. Is like, what are you doing? I'm the one who, I, I get to not give a damn because I know that you always will. What's happened to you?
1: That's so fucked up.
2: Which is so fucked up.
1: The man runs to the woman's house and says, What the fuck? How come you're not watching the kids when I go home? I want to go home and you're not watching the kids. This is your job.
2: Right. That's true. I didn't even think of it like that. That's true.
1: I was like, when that happened, I was like, Oh shit.
2: Yeah. I didn't even think about that. It's kind of fucked up when you put it like that. But also, it's like, Like Carla, like what, what had changed with Carla? First of all, she's never done that. And, uh, and right. She's never done that.
3: No. And they don't give a valid reason for why she does it here. It's right.
1: No. Right. But at the end, she's found something new and something old. It's like, (laughs) it's like, wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. Why did she do it then? Because she, all of a sudden, I guess she's pregnant. So she wanted to go home and be on the couch and eat potato chips. But then Cox teases her just really quickly about it. And then the next day she's back to doing it. It was strange. I I don't know. She felt
1: guilty. I know she feels guilty about leaving Sonny alone. in the.
3: She didn't even hook her up with somebody else who could hold her hand through what would easily be a traumatic experience of like, I have to keep this guy alive so his sister can say her last goodbyes. (laughs) It's such a stressful situation for a young doctor. And nobody was like, we can't be here for you, but like here's another possible person. Right. It just doesn't seem like a cox thing to do. You know what I mean? Like I really feel like he would have set her up with someone.
1: Somebody. There's other nurses in the hospital.
2: Right, too. exactly. There's other people that work in this giant hospital.
3: It was strange. That shit was
1: nuts. She she goes and she goes through it that night too. Sonny goes through it. He codes. Yeah. The dude stops. She's breathing. all frazzled. She hit yeah. she
2: she shot herself up with dopamine. Yeah.
1: yeah. And apparently dopa. It, can you do that?
2: Well, you can shoot yourself up with dopamine. I don't know mm-hmm. what it does to you. It's got to be healthy, right? I don't know because that's
1: healthy. all. Any I have well, everything no we
3: because look,
1: everything we do is dopamine, right? Every joy we feel, every pain we feel is dopamine. Yeah, there's a
3: difference between a natural thing releasing in your brain and you. I know. Well, you guys, look it addiction. up. Look
2: it up for us. What would happen if you? Sh- what happens if you shoot yourself up with dopamine? Right. Down? She said she felt pretty good. She felt. She said she felt
1: good, <laughs> and then she was coming down from it, and he wanted another hit.
2: So yeah. She was yeah.
1: worried about that. It's a treatment for Parkinson's.
2: Hmm. Right. Well, I think she was using it because she was coding, I'm guessing. I'm just curious what happens when you shoot a person who's healthy up with dopamine, what they feel.
4: Uh, Well, it says it is used to improve pumping strength of the heart and improve blood flow to the kidneys. Dopamine is used to treat certain conditions that occur when you are in shock, which may be caused by heart attack, trauma surgery, heart failure, kidney failure, Yeah, it looks like it's just used to like help, yeah, help regulate your heart pumping blood. Like, I know, but I'm sure. Go ahead.
2: I'm sure that a healthy person is going to have some feeling that they've been shot up with dopamine. We just don't know what it is. Well,
4: apparently, it doesn't cross the blood brain barrier, so it won't change your feelings or mood. I don't know. Joelle, text Dr. Penis. (laughs) 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 Let's take a break. We'll be right back after
2: these fine words.
1: Hey, listeners, it's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix sleep mattress.
2: F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovas, only at Tacovas.com. Whether it be taking a poop,
1: whether it be a finger... Whether it be a tongue, whether it you know everybody likes little ass, right? <laughs> did it fuck you up for a little bit when you real when you found out that the feelings that you feel are just dopamine being shot through your system?
0: It's did all it chemicals. Yeah, yeah, did
1: it fuck you up at first when you found that out?
0: Yeah,
2: but it it's fucked good, me
1: up for like a week. I was like, "Fuck!"
2: It's a good lesson for for the other side too. When you're when you're down and you're pressed, you're just like, "Oh, my! I'm just my brain is filled with the other chemicals or a lack mm-hmm. thereof that are that right. are causing these reactions." So it's good to know. Yeah.
1: yeah, but it fucked me up at first because it made me at first feel like my love wasn't real. It was just a chemical reaction that my body was sending. Whoa. It's a re- it's a re- it's real talk, man. It it can, it really does fuck you up when Bill Nye says that shit to you, and you're like, "What?"
4: Well, you know, on the opposite side of that, think that it is the act of love that makes that feeling happen in your body. It is it is that you are in love that you release those chemicals. It, it's not it's not one versus the other. You know,
1: I wish that there was a way that you could take that sack of chemicals. You know when they when you're in the hospital and they got you connected to like I this is not, I've never been connected to it but there's like that button that you press and it releases the morphine sure, into yeah. your right I wish there was a button that you could press that would release that feeling of dopamine like that would be the best thing that oh that would be so great. I feel horrible today. Not No more. That would be so we you call know, that
4: ecstasy, Donald, and you can find it. No, nah, I don't raid. fuck with that.
1: that's that's a that's a completely different chemical <laughs> know, than I'm dopamine.
2: <laughs> well, I dopamine dopamine ain't got nothing on ecstasy. Well, I don't know what MDMA is, is released. What what chemicals is it spiking? Um, that shit ser- feel, has
1: you feeling like a champion, according ser- to the New York song.
2: Serotonin, for sure, right, Daniel.
4: Yes, let me read up. What's on
2: MDMA? What's MDMA firing? Which chem, which of those chemicals is it? Let's find out. Do you know any Seattle trivia? Maybe I'll uh, on stage. I'll ask you some Seattle trivia. Ooh.
1: I don't know any. I know that Mount St. Helena could erupt any day.
4: Hopefully not <laughs> no. while we're there. Hopefully not. <laughs> just just make you sure that you shout out all the teams. Be like, we got any Kraken fans in the building? Shout out Be the. Do I got any Sonic fans? Any Sonic fans? The, do, do not say the Sonics, because that is a bitter point for Seattle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> losing, the,
4: losing the Seattle Supersonics was not fun for Seattle fans. No, they were not happy about no, it. they were not. But they love the Kraken, they love the Sounders, and they love the, the Seahawks. This is a bizarre one. Their stadium is called the Climate
2: Pledge Arena. It's the most progressive, responsible, and sustainable arena in
4: the world. That's dope.
3: Isn't Seattle the city where the soccer players march to the theater or to the arena? That's like a whole big procession. Let's
4: find out. It's know. either
3: Portland or Seattle, and I can't remember, but if it's Seattle, I would like our fans to come to the theater that way. Ah. Just shut down a street in all your onesies, marching directly to the theater. March to
4: the match, the March to the Match festivity. Yep, that's the Seattle Sounders. Good call, Joelle. Amazing. What an
3: amazing tradition. I love sports.
4: Hell yeah. Oh, uh, here, Donald, you might know this one. Now retired, what Seattle
2: Seahawks running back famously said, I'm just here so I don't get fined in a 2015 oh, media conference, classic. Me? <laughs> He's the Skittles eater. <laughs> <laughs> what? The Skittles eater?
3: I don't know this reference. Yeah,
2: he
1: loved Skittles. Why do you know that he loves Skittles? Because that's one of his things. Um, okay. Oh, how am I forgetting his name? Well, I smoked the weed. Sorry, Marshawn Lynch. Marsh, right.
2: Yes, yes, Lynch. Uh, what Seattle-born musician, famous for, I'm I'm not going to tell you the songs because I'll t- give it away, was named by Rolling Stone as the greatest guitarist of all time?
1: That's impossible because Prince is the greatest guitarist of all time.
2: Well, this thing disagrees with uh, Rolling Stone. You disagree with Rolling Stone. It's Jimi Hendrix.
1: Greatest guitarist of all time. Prince. Rolling,
2: Rolling Stone said Jimi Hendrix. I'm not Jimi Hendrix not
1: sure. is innovative. I, I don't know, man. I just know that the guitarists, after they heard Prince perform at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, most Agreed. guitarists, most guitarists, after hearing him finally perform, <laughs> realized what a lot of people realized before that he is one of the baddest motherfuckers ever to pick up a guitar. Period. Um Jimi Hendrix also, one of the baddest motherfuckers to ever pick up a guitar also. But when I last heard all of these people's impressions of who was the best, they said Prince. It might be somebody else now.
2: What a very elevated revolving restaurant in Seattle, Washington, was built for the 1962 World's Fair? It's very skinny looking with some futuristic touches.
3: <laughs>
1: Jerry Seinfeld?
2: The Space Needle.
1: I've been on the Space Needle. In the Space Needle.
2: You've been on it? <laughs>
1: in it. I looked at Mount St. Helena from the Space Needle.
2: All right, here's your last one. An otherwise nondescript wall at the Pike Place Market in Seattle, Washington, is covered with what sticky substance? It is a hard substance that traditionally comes from trees and is wall- you Oh, this fucking ruins it.
1: these nuts. This is
2: insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's not these nuts.
3: God.
2: It's called the gum wall. It's covered with gum. Gum wall. All right, let's finish this show. Um, so Wait, do we take a second? Dude, break? All right, we'll be right back to finish the show. Come back. I promise you the show gets better.
1: Hey, listeners. It's been over a year since my family switched to our first Helix Sleep Mattress.
2: It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tecovas,
0: only at Tacovas.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Everybody, are back! And we're back!
1: Everybody likes a little ass play. Don't even act like you know. Zach and Zach and Donald are gay newlyweds.
2: In house arrest. That's true.
4: You 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 honor me. You honor
2: me. Zach, I love you. I know, girl, but not here. Zach, I love you. Sweet, calm down. Zach, I love you. Listen. (laughs) Oh, my God. I watched this documentary. You guys are not going to believe. It's so insane. It's about this family that thinks they adopt a child, but the child might be. um, Might be. They don't know. I mean, it's still never really fully answered. Sorry for the spoilers. But she's definitely not as young as they think she is when they adopt her. They think she's six years old. And she's uh, she's anywhere between like 12 and 20. Oh, word. And uh, it's the most bizarre story you've ever heard with a lot of bizarre characters. What's it
1: called? It sounds Colin, like just... a horror movie named, like, Annabella or some shit like mm-hmm.
2: that. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, I mean, I'm telling you, you have to watch this thing. It's called The Curious Case of, oh, there it is.
1: The Do Orphan you know? was based off of it. That's oh, what con- it is, The she Orphan.
2: Says, oh, The Orphan was based off of it. All right, well, this is like that. What's it called? The Curious Case of something, of the woman's name, I think. But it's on uh, Max, and... Uh, I sent it to Kristen Miller because she likes stuff like this too, and she's, she she she, text, she texted me. She goes, "I've been up till midnight, and Bill told me I had to turn the TV off." <laughs>
4: Casey's,
1: <laughs> Casey's obsessed with this. It's right. yeah, it's everybody's
2: obsession, and it right ended now. kind of abruptly. Like I was, I was kind of like uh, because that's I think it.
1: something happened with the two of them. Like I think there's like a relationship that's well, brewed between the three no.
2: What happens is, is that the wife is go- supposed to go on trial. Sorry, spoilers and then they decide not to prosecute her. So it felt like the documentary was going to continue with the wife's prosecution, but then the prosecutors decide not to prosecute her, so just, the show's over. I mean, maybe it'll be to be continued, but it's just kind of like, wait, what? Oh, no. Did you guys find yeah, the name man. of it for me? The what new- you guys? Yeah. Natalia
3: new- Grace.
2: The Curious Case of Natalia Grace? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, watch that on, uh, on Max. That's my w- weekly recommendation. Yes, Donald?
1: You know, I I always feel like movies are made to desensitize you from things that are going to happen in the news and stuff like that and to find out that the orphan is based on this shit (laughs) and that that it validates my theory. Um, uh, One, is gratifying. Two, however, is very scary, man. Like, um, the fact that this could happen and people not know that – a child that they're adopting is actually an adult
2: is uh it's really bizarre i can't fully describe how it all unfolds and 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 then just when you think you got a handle on it
3: Woo, child,
0: this is crazy. God, that's right
1: there. that's a straight <laughs> up what the
3: hell the <laughs> fuck good yeah. lord
2: all right. Well, let's wrap it up. Listen, we'd love to give you a good show. It's hard to to give you a great show, an A plus show, when we're all a little bit confused by the episode. Mm. But we we love chatting with you. We love talking to each other. We're all excited to do this live show. And um, I guess um, that's it. Any last words, Donald? Anything you want to put into the ether?
1: Let's have a great show, guys. Let's have a great show.
2: Yeah, let's have, let's have it fun.
1: Enjoy. The time that we have with each other
2: in that space yes. at the Moore Theater. Let's just hope that no one comes up to us after and says, "You guys look like you're having so much fun." <laughs> <I> oh <don't> no!
3: <know. laughs> <laughs>
2: That's what they're going to say to that me be, after my DJ set. <laughs> that would be the best moment That's ever.
1: It, you guys look it. like you guys. You guys look like you were having so much fun up
2: there. <laughs>
4: Gonna be a blast it
2: oh, is thank you okay uh, we love you, you know guys if yeah.
4: somebody
1: says that you know what I'm gonna say to them what, what? we so were we <laughs> yeah. so
2: were we, so, we were. so were the truth is we are gonna have a lot yeah. of fun about it. Yeah. all right we love you count us out Donald five six seven eight Some stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a